Mission Daily is back. You know who I am, and I'm joined as always by... Hey, everyone. It's Stephanie. We are excited to have you here. If you've heard that number that we keep throwing out, it's for you. It's for you to text. Just go ahead and text it. You might not know what type of response you get. Or who will be responding. Until you try. Is it it Chad? Who knows? Is it the baby? I don't know. Who knows? Could be the the chief baby officer at 833-308-0863. We'll hear from you soon. And now let's jump on to the show. Hey. Hey there. It's Friday. It's Friday indeed. (laughs) That is a good singing voice. Mission Daily is becoming the Mission Daily morning show. Oh my gosh. (laughs) On Friday. It is happy hour. And Steph, what are you drinking over there? A white wine that you put many ice cubes in. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta keep it chilled from the inside. Yeah. What about you? Um, Nothing. Just having some water. Had some lemon in my water earlier. And uh, I'm loving that. Where's my... Uh, fake tequila sunrise they made you yesterday with <laughs> was it celery juice and grapefruit, grapefruit juice, juice. where's that at huh you didn't like that um it was just okay yeah okay tasted like the ingredients <laughs> celery <laughs> and grapefruit juice yeah <laughs> try i'll try harder next time no it was great it was great um what'd you do this week oh so many interviews this week yeah. good ones but yeah lots of interviews for up next in commerce um yeah, that, that was about my week. Yeah, you were uh, crushing the research. I had fun talking to you about some of the stuff you were prepping for questions. Yeah. And I learned a lot about the industrial plumbing sector of the economy. Yep. Wholesalers. It's interesting, yeah. though. Yeah. And I was prepping a bit, too, for next week, our creativity week. So that was fun thinking about the topics and, yeah, what I wanted to talk about there. So Yeah, I told you? Steph, I was like, you got you to gotta do some episodes. <laughs> Come up with some of the research. Yeah, but I want to get your uh, take on the outlines and your sparking conversation with, yeah, some of your new topics, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I went to the dentist. Mm Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Uh, I mean, just like you can imagine, kind of. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Um, I think it's funny. I think uh, Someone describing the dentist as lame. Sorry, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's pretty lame. But uh, yeah, so I was in there, and what I think is striking is that they told me my gums are receding because I had braces. Mm-hmm. Now my gums are starting to recede. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, man, this is what I got when I listened to you guys the first time, like messed up. <laughs> you put me gums here. Gums and pain for, <laughs> for years. You did this on purpose. And I was just thinking how ridiculous that was, but that's what it is. Like teeth are great, everything, uh, yeah. but not that. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty lame. Makes you question the industry, but well. Yeah, but all good. Yeah. And there's, uh, and I was asking them, I was like, there's no way to regrow this. There's no way to regrow gums in 2020. And Figure they're it like, out, no, people. no, we have to yeah, do uh, gum grafts. It's actually not that bad, but they wanted but me to get it checked out. So yeah, Soon. I was just pretty bummed by that. And um, we need some better technology to regrow biology here. Well, once Elon Musk puts the GPT-3 in your head <laughs> and then trains the model how to regrow it. No, thanks. Maybe we'll be there. Yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> no. Um I was earlier reading a bit about um, music therapy. Have you heard about this? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So Spotify is creating these playlists around, you know, moods and stuff like that. And I was just reading a bit about that and thought how interesting it is because a lot of people, I think, do that without even thinking about, you know, how it's boosting their mood and how it can, you know, really help with wherever they're at. And lately, you've probably heard me putting on like reggae music and stuff because mm-hmm. things have felt a little bit stressful and it was just nice to put on like 
some island music and just kind of get into the, you know, the vibe and like really not worry about a thing. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, doing pretty well not worrying about a thing until I just walked in here. And before I walked in, um, my mom was uh, just telling me like, oh, no, yeah, Grayson's with Judy. Uh, Grayson's wonderful nanny. And I walked in there and he's like still on the phone. He's been on grandma's oh, yeah. phone for like five five minutes, maybe six minutes or something. And I just asked her, I was like, hey, you know, I don't really want him to be on the phone really at all. And it's turned so, into a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny <laughs> yeah. how much my mom kind of defends that. And she's like, you know, oh, it's okay. He's going to self-soothe. I was like, I don't want him to self <laughs> That's like babies for one, with self-soothing. A phone. <laughs> yeah. It's not healthy to self-soothe yeah. with a phone. And like, he, yeah, he's watching videos of animals, but I still, I, I just don't like the idea of self uh soothing with yeah. technology but i think that's I think it's uh, problematic that's like a two-pronged interesting thing where so many people when like we do tell, tell them like oh we're trying to not do this or do this you know differently or whatever people can get really triggered if they either think it's okay or they do that um even if it's something that like we're not fully set on it's just like hey we're trying this or this is something that like we want to limit or whatever yeah it's funny how people can get triggered about something that we're deciding to do or not do for sure and what have you been reading or what else have you been checking out? This reading. Week? Yeah. I mean, I, I have been nerding out. Like I just mentioned, I've been reading about that GPT-3 stuff and just hearing about the different type of stuff that people are developing from it. And then like, I didn't actually I know. shut down. Uh, you did shut down. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty intimidating. See, I don't think it's that intimidating. I think yeah. we just take such opposite views on that because when I read more about it and I just see how it's like trains itself. It really just makes me be like, oh, this is why humans prevail <laughs> because it's not creative and it's only based on the data that you're feeding it. And it starts going into like circular loops at a certain point. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I think it can help with a lot of like processes and stuff. Um, but there will be a point when people see like, oh, this is built by a machine. There's no creativity. Like it's all starting to feel the same. And this is built by someone who's actually thinking. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't think you have anything to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think so either. But it's if technology stayed in its current state, I think we do. I think it's just because our user interfaces for technology right now are so rudimentary. We have to either use our uh, you know opposable thumbs and digits or voice to command them. And it's so rudimentary right now. It's so basic mm -hmm. that once it gets past what the like kind of interfaces that John Undercoffler is working on, just um, he came on to talk about some of the work he did for Minority Report, mm -hmm. which is build these, um, you know, augmented reality user interfaces. A lot of people might remember Tom Cruise's character in the movie using these. And he spun out a technology company that has a real world version of that product. And I think we're going to have to see more of these because, you know, in prepping for the Annie Jacobson interview, we talked about DARPA a little bit and they're working on a synthetic, um, basically like head computer, you know, where you put on and control basic text with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And yeah, these are the user interfaces we need to really get to the realm of thought and not just words. Mm -hmm. So you can start to show people what you mean. And the more that you can show it in like a design form representation, um, the easier it's going to be to communicate with machines. Yeah, no, so. I agree. Yeah, I'd say when it comes to that kind of stuff, I always take the approach of not being worried about it. And then it's also interesting because, you know, certain figureheads, I think even Elon Musk was like worried about AI and he's the one who's backing this. Like it's his thing. Like he's part of it. I know it's, um, it's a great so. marketing tactic and it's, uh, 
a thing where, I mean, well, he's, his thing is like, he wants us to become symbiotic with it or so he says. Yeah. And that's what the uh, idea is right now. But I think becoming symbiotic with a prosthetic we've created is very different than, you know, being the mitochondria that sneaks into the larger organism. I don't think it's quite as extreme as that. Yeah. And I just think it undervalues the brain. Like no one even understands the human brain at this point. So to think that like a computer will be able to figure that out. I mean, like I said, it's all based on training data. Like it's not going to be able to do what our brains do because no one's even figured out our brains yet. So they can't train a computer on that, how to think creatively and like, you know, be like quickly react to things. Like it'll be like, yeah, sure. If I need to react, I have like these five options that I've learned to react, but nope, it can't come at me. Mapping those (laughs) ethical uh, decision trees is going to be critical and making sure that those decision trees are available to the public. And I think is going to be super important, which is what OpenAI is basically doing. But I think it's, yeah, it's vital that everyday people be able to look and see and see like, okay, these are the decision trees. And I think it should be taught in all public school now, like public schools now, um, as something to be like, you should be informed about basically, because if you're not going to become informed about it, you're not going to be able to imagine some of the ways that it might be used you know, against you or for you um, or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, that is a good point about making sure that you can spot like the fraud. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a big thing that people will have to learn. Like, yeah. is this real? Is this a person? Is it not? But that's already here. Yep. So, yeah. What have you been reading? What's up? What have you been doing this week? Um, you know, I took a break from reading much. I read that article you sent me from the Georgetown professor. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. and. Yeah, I've I've really dropped the ball with uh with reading. Well, I was showing so you. Did you read the article I sent you about the unbundling and um, of Reddit and Craigslist? I didn't. I didn't read it yet, but I want to. It's yeah, super Should cool. Dive into that maybe visual article. Yeah, where it breaks down all of the components of like Craigslist or Reddit, and then shows how they go on to become products. So yeah, like each individual category starts becoming products. I think yeah. that's just really interesting and a good way to spot like business opportunities. And that was the whole point with the Reddit article was that when you see like right now, I think, um, especially with COVID, like Like where does your product exist in the market right now? Or what is like something hot right now, like houseplants are like booming. What constellation of existing products, services, message boards or whatever makes up your product? Yeah. Yeah. But my whole point is about creating a product from that, like doing the research there. Like I'm mentioning about like houseplants, like seeing that that's like a thread that's like, on fire right now, possibly because everyone's home and they're like, I need something to take care of. I need some more plants. But it is, yeah. Like people are spinning off direct to consumer houseplant companies because of the threads that they see happening there and what people are interested in. So it's just a fun way to think about, you know, coming up with ideas, business ideas, creative ideas, and just kind of seeing like what the market's looking for right now. I think that is too. Yep. So you said that I've been uh, doing pretty well this week. What's my score? <laughs> you looking for compliments. Okay. Yeah. No. So your score this week. Well, I, I mean, got an improved rating. Yeah. You have been doing great this week. So we have talked about, you know, you've had a lot of ups and downs while going through the different therapies and treatments and things like that. And um, this week, it just feels like there was some kind of shift that happened. And I think that you've been doing really great when it comes to, you know, you had a great attitude. You were looking positively on things like uh, you weren't getting triggered by things. I don't know. I think you did great. Thank you. It's yeah, I really week. appreciate that. Yeah, that's um, five months of super hard work. I guess five, 
five and a half, almost six months yeah. now. So yep. that's pretty, pretty awesome. Thanks. That means a lot. So I have been reading one book. I just thought of it, uh, The Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains. Okay. And that's the book where the reference about the time uh, getting us out of the last plague and kind of into a, the renaissance, meaning the invention of the clock. And yeah, I just thought that was just such an interesting example of how a time went from, you know, tribalistic into a really, really like harmonious uh, time period. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very it. optimistic about that. But we need those type of inventions to get us to the next harmonious time period, yeah. which I, I do think is around the corner. Oh, I think so too. Anyone who's so pessimistic right now. Yeah. Nope. I don't want to hear it. Maybe well, I'm an optimist. Yeah. I, I don't think so. There's just such a huge amount of money that's been on the sidelines for so long. And I think the powers that be just meaning like large pools of capital are so desperate for uh, returns that mm-hmm. the second, you know, a couple of these com- companies get an opportunity to repatriate their money or something along those lines, we're going to see major investment uh, all over, you know, second tier, third tier cities. Um, yeah. And it's going to be a really cool time because everybody's fanning out, moving from the coast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You were showing the article about different moving trends yeah, people in the country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that this is just having people start to think about like, do I need to live in this hot, you know, hot area, San right. Francisco, like wherever. So many trade-offs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's good. Good disruptions coming up. People starting to think about like, what does a house even mean? Like, do I even need a house right now? Do I need to own it or not own it? Like, would I rather be fluid and flexible? Like it's bringing out a lot of questions that maybe wouldn't have come out otherwise. So all good trends. Agreed. And I was just thinking too, we need to bring more of the writer's room and editorial room feel to the episodes that we outlined for Mission Daily and the story. I thought that might be a really cool thing to do on Happy Hour Friday. Okay. Next time. All right, let's do that next Friday. Let's do it. Um, yeah, don't because don't you miss just like collaborating in the like when we used to oh, act yeah. story episodes or. I mean, I liked it, but I just remember it being really intense because I was like <laughs> eight months pregnant and we were trying to like pump out like an episode of the story the next day. Yeah. Which still had to be like narrated. Well, written, narrated, edited. It was just an intense time period. So and yes, yeah, so I don't know if I miss that as much. I don't know. Not that aspect <laughs> okay. of it. I mean, like having a new, uh, quieter type, uh, more relaxed writer's room where we outline the different theme weeks or different uh, episode ideas and kind of have a vetting process for just getting them gre- greenlit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah. a especially because we're going to start, having, right? Because <laughs> we're going to start having a researcher um, create some of the outlines, like the stories that we assign them mm-hmm. for these episodes. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty optimistic about taking a step back and really putting some effort into designing these episodes for the listener. Um, And I'm excited to see what we come up with. Cool. So if there are any topics that you all would like us to cover, let us know. Hit us up on the socials, email us. Yep. At the mission HQ. And I'm Chad at mission.org and Chad grills on socials. And yeah, let me know. Yep. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. This podcast and all of the 12 others in our network now are brought to you by world-class sponsors. If you are a company that's looking for original content and marketing, head over to mission.org studios to learn more. Learn why some of the biggest brands in the world trust us to create results. If you're a B2B company, especially, 
we would love to hear from you. We have original content and marketing campaign ideas for days, and we give them out free of charge. Head over to mission.org slash studios to connect with me, Steph, or Toasty, our mascot, and learn more. Mission.org slash studios, or click the link in the show notes. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.